everybody welcome back to pagan switchy corner my name is pagan and today i am joined by a really awesome author and that is astrea taylor astrea welcome to the show thank you so much it's wonderful to be here pagan astrea is the author of some amazing titles her latest work she co-authored with jason mankey modern witchcraft with the greek gods she also wrote air magic which is part of the elements of witchcraft series and intuitive witchcraft you also have another book that's coming out later this year, which I am super excited to chat about later. But this book, everybody, was so good, especially if you were interested in the Greek gods. This book was incredible. Absolutely incredible. And you guys know I love Jason Mankey's work and all of that. And this is the first time I've gotten to read anything from you, Estrella, but it was so good. Oh. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was such a great book. So, right off the bat, and I, you know, obviously you have worked with Jason. So what inspired you guys to come together to write this book? Um, well, basically, um, we just kind of felt like there wasn't a really good book out there for pagans by pagans with the Greek gods, like all of the Olympians, and then some of the more important other deities as well. Um, and it they didn't really have a lot of magical practices. You know, we just couldn't find a book like that. We both wanted to read that book. So we were like, you know, we could write it <laughs> together and split the work. <laughs> so it just worked out that way really well. I think it was such a great balance the way you guys split it up. Um, and it was really fun to kind of see who wrote what with each chapter. And, you know, seeing this chapter is by Jason, this chapter is by you, and it was just really well balanced and really well done. And the fun thing about it is I love how much information you guys tried to include on as many of the Greek deities and their Roman counterparts as well throughout the entire book. Like you guys tried to jam pack everything that you could in this book without it becoming a massive textbook at the same time. It was just really, really well done. Thank you. So, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, we just really love, you know, the history and the culture. And I feel like it's really important to absorb that and to learn as much as we can about that stuff. And uh, so we really tried to do a really good job. And, you know, I think that like 99% of it was just really easy for us to write and easy for us to research too. And um, you know, there's always that little sticking point where you're like, okay, this and that, <laughs> but yeah, it was just really fun, a really fun project to do. And I, I really love the results too. Um, one of my favorite parts is that we got about 22 passages from different authors about the gods. And mm -hmm. it was amazing to hear their unique perspectives and their personal gnosis as well. And I just really love the modern takes on the ancient Greek gods. It's so refreshing to to, you know, put them in the modern perspective and see how people are working with them these days. You know, it's always a fun experience to read a book and see somebody's personal gnosis and also see how personal gnosis lines up with yours. Mm -hmm. And now I the only Greek deity that I work with is Hecate. I don't work with any of the others, but I have a. I guess you could say a respect for all of them. I enjoy their mythologies. I enjoy what they're about. And I would say that if I was to work with anybody else, it'd probably be Persephone and Hades. But beyond that, 
it was really exciting to see all those different personal stories and how, you know, the gods came into all these different individuals' lives and how they affect their lives, which was such an exciting thing because, you know, as a magical, magical practitioner, a lot of times we'll have our own personal experiences and society likes to tell us those didn't happen ever <laughs> they like to say hey no you're not having a magical experience you're having some sort of psychosis or some kind of thing that that's just not real we don't believe in that in society so you know to have those magical magical experiences and read them from other people and other practitioners and be like hey i had something similar like this happen with this deity or the deity okay. that they're referring to and yeah. just to have those experiences is so cool to see all that backed up. So it was really neat to see that you guys included so many different individuals experiences. Yeah. And, you know, paganism isn't for the weak of heart. It's, no. you know, for <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because a lot of people are like, well, where's the proof you had this experience? And I'm like, I got goosebumps, you know, like. I felt something, I saw something, I heard something, this and that. And these are tangible experiences for me that I can't replicate for someone else. I'm a scientist. I know how this works. You know, it's <laughs> someone's like, do it again, you know, and you're like, I can't necessarily do it for me. You know, maybe you won't feel anything, but, um, you know, that's where our faith comes into play. And I think that that's magical too. And the interactions that we have with the deities are so beautiful. They're just so transcendent. And I really believe that they are here to help us with things. Um, and they've been around for a long, long time and their importance hasn't diminished. They're still around and they're still important. I think that that's a really great way to put that. And, you know, one of the other things I really enjoyed as I was reading the book, as you guys were talking about the different myths and how humanity has written these myths. And some of the myths of the Greek gods are very disturbing especially yeah. with zeus <laughs> zeus was not yeah. always a good dude um but you know the interesting thing that you guys had put in there about these myths that these myths were written by humans and humans sometimes will write stories to fit an agenda and mm -hmm. so it was interesting to kind of that you guys put in there that yes these are terrible stories in a lot of ways um, Zeus's stories, some of his are not great. Uh, the story of Persephone and Hades is not great. Uh, the story of Medusa, again, not great. But all of these different myths were written by humanity, and humanity has a lot of flaws. And so yeah. I like that you guys really put that in there, and it's like, I we can't verify that this is what actually happened, but this is the story. So... Yeah. I and love we have that. some modern perspective too. Um, I think that some of the the thoughts, the original thoughts about some of these myths were maybe not as violent as we interpret them today, or perhaps mm -hmm. not as troublesome. Um, you know, for instance, like Zeus chasing Demeter. Yes, uh, that is a whole story. But if you think about it, you know, the storm clouds, um, you know, chase uh the animals and um mm -hmm. the fertilization of zeus to demeter the rain the rain that falls is actually fertile and it um, fertilizes the land mm -hmm. so in a way like there are ways to look at things that aren't necessarily as um 
conquestial as you know if that's a word um <laughs> as, as has been promoted but and sometimes they were just stories about conquests like zeus you know the greeks uh a certain city took over another city and they brought mm-hmm. zeus with them and he replaced the god and um conquered the goddess or married the goddess or just took the goddess or uh you know however that story played out was you know, the people who made that decision. So some of the myths, you know, were generated by the humans over the ages, and some of them were just retold again and again, especially in a non-literate era. So you have this evolution that we have no idea about how things started. We have some ideas, but we don't have the knowledge about exactly how things were. So it's it's pretty fascinating, though, to, to look back at things. And we, we tried to do our, a good job to look at the history, look at things within an ancient Greek context, and then uh, bring it forward into the modern age and, you know, interpret it that way too. And, and this is not to um, condone any of those terrible acts either. Uh, mm-hmm. I really don't want that to come across at all. But um, yeah, we just have to look at things in a lot of different ways and try to understand um, what the original intention is and and maybe what we can take away from it. I think that's really well said. And yes, no, no way, shape or form are we saying that what those original myths and the way that they are portrayed is okay by societal standards. But at the same time, yes, we also have to look back at the historical context too. Mm -hmm. What happened during that time period may be completely different to where the way it is now. So kind of thinking back to that is really one of those things where if you're looking at a myth, you have to look at it also for the time period that it was written. Mm -hmm. Um, because otherwise it's going to be like, oh, well, you know, by our societal standards, that's a big no-no. We don't do that now. We don't do that now. But mm-hmm. humanity back then, maybe that was norm. I don't know. If it was, I'm not really okay with that. But, you know, either way, it was one of those things that that was the time period that it was written in. But I did like that the personal gnosis with everyone showed the modern evolution of all these gods and how they fit into a modern version of witchcraft which obviously is what the book is all about mm-hmm. so it's really cool to also see how the old gods evolve with humanity and how we can fit them into a society that is all technology and you know not so nature-based i mean obviously we try to be as nature-based as we can but at the same time, we live in a modern society that is very tech and chrome. And so seeing how the gods are like, yeah, I can fit in and be like, okay, so you can't get out there and, you know, have a day with Dionysus and go party and do all that fun stuff that they used to do mm-hmm. back then. But now you can be like, okay, cool. So we're going to you know sit here and Dionysus, maybe like Game of Thrones. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Theater, for <laughs> sure. And I, it sounds like some of his events were like camping events too. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, so that's like a good getaway. But, you know, we hear a lot of stories about how in the old days, a lot of times um, some people were just relegated to the home because of plagues and because of travelers that, you know, may or may not be the greatest people. <laughs> um, uh, so, I mean, some people were stuck in their homes, you know, like we were during the pandemic and like, some of us are now mm-hmm. so you know i think that's uh we don't always hear the stories of those people though like hestia i think must have been really important for them um, yeah. you know the hearth fire 
I love, um, out, out of all the deities that I've recently learned about, Hestia was one of the ones that I didn't actually know a whole lot about until mm -hmm. I had actually read another book that was talking about Frigg and how Frigg mm -hmm. and Hestia were very much almost on the same kind of wavelengths with a lot of their mythologies and the way that they are. They're both deities of the home and respected that way and the hearth and learning about Hestia as well. And I'm just like, I kind of feel like if I was going to work with, you know, a home deity, Hestia mm -hmm. would be my jam. <laughs> I think we'd get along great because I am an avid homemaker. I very much love, you know, baking and doing all this. And she would probably have a good time hanging out with me in my kitchen. So, yeah. you know, it's really cool learning about those kind of deities. And uh, we got a passage from Rachel Henderson who wrote a whole book about Hestia. So I would recommend that too. I have that written down in my notes. A lot of times when I go through a book, I will be like, oh, hey, there, there's this note about this book or there's, you know, this in the appendix. And it's like, I would like to learn more about this. Where do I start? Appendixes mm -hmm. are great in witchcraft books because they're full of all those books that you want to learn more about and the resources for you to just go hunt it down and you get to go on a nice little hyper-focus adventure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love those. <laughs> I call them rabbit holes. <laughs> yes, rabbit holes. We love rabbit holes around here because mm -hmm. I go on a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> and they're fun. <laughs> they are fun. They are very, very fun. And so... My question for you, and you don't have to pick just one. You can pick a top three if you'd like. Which was your favorite deity to learn about slash write about in this book? Well, I would have to say uh, the top would be the Eleusinian Mysteries because they're mysteries. And what's really funny is I think I read like at least 40 different sources to to write the chapter about Demeter, which has most of the Eleusinian mysteries in it. Um, it has some, Persephone chapter has some too, but um, I just really wanted to get to the bottom of this. And I would read one book and say, but what happened? Then? You know, and like, what was it? <laughs> and what I found is that different books had different bits of information and they were never, they didn't seem to be compiled in one great place. So I definitely wanted to incorporate all of that that I could into one place. So I would say Demeter first. Um, I loved researching about Athena second because I'm really close to her. She's helped me with a lot of my writing mm -hmm. and uh, she helped me with graduate school too, which was a trip. <laughs> and, um, you know, any creativity or anything that uh, involves the mind or craft at all, she's there for you. And just knowing her celebrations and how important she was to the people in Athens and still is today to many people in Athens, you know, that was fascinating. And then Dionysus too, I'd say my, is my number three, because I've experienced him and I've seen him in the woods, like dancing off by the side and um, just knowing more of his myth was fascinating. And I just, I love um, all the different aspects of him too. And just to learn more about him. As, as opposed to just experiencing him was it was just really epic i love that and i love dionysus too dionysus i work with loki I, i'm a priestess of mm -hmm. loki mm -hmm. um and so it, it's interesting when you read about other kind of chaos and what i call the fun <laughs> deities dionysus yeah. fits in that same box and he is one of those ones where I have not personally had a lot of work with him. I've done some work, but not, you know, on a full like patron level. So I haven't mm -hmm. actually done that with him. But he is one of those ones that I could totally imagine 
in the ethereal realms of the gods where him and Loki are probably sitting there having a good time <laughs> telling stories to each other about their antics. And I'm like, right. can I just be a fly on the wall and listen? <laughs> That's all I and, want. Yeah. And if Hermes was there too, oh that my would gosh, be like yes. amazing. <laughs> I would love that. That would be so amazing. There's yes. so many great deities to choose from. And it, it, there's so many. Like when you think about mm -hmm. the great deities, you, you know, you got like your top 12 or so. But there's so many, like you guys have a whole section on other different deities and, you know, basically spirits and all that that are in there. And just sections, like you guys didn't even give them full chapters. You just wrote out their names and kind of who they were because you, I don't think you guys could fit all of them in. And so you had to do it that way. And I was like, wow, mm -hmm. it's so amazing to think about how many different things and all the different stories and all the different myths and the, you know, the way that everybody plays with each other and interchanges with each other and who belongs to who. And oh, it's so cool to just read. Uh, a little confusing if you've never read the Greek, Greek myths. It is a little hard in the beginning to keep up with. Be like, who's related to who? Don't even bother trying. I'm going to give you that piece of <laughs> advice right now. Don't bother trying to like do a familial tree because it's going to look like one of those like cross webs where everything mm -hmm. is overlapping. Just yeah. don't even bother. <laughs> Just kind of put it in this an umbrella thing of everybody's related. And we'll leave it yes. at that. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> um, so in that regard, um what we've talked about who was your favorite deity. Now, do you mm -hmm. have a favorite spell from the book that you got to work on or that is just in the book? Maybe you worked on it with Jason or without either one. Yeah, um, I would say the Aphrodite love oil. Um, all of the Aphrodite spells are wonderful. <laughs> I, I test out everything before I publish it, you know, and I edit it and like, okay, some of this, some of that. Um, but that love oil, oh my gosh, I've had so much success with that. It's an attraction oil too. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's so sensual. It has, basically I tried to re uh, recreate the oils that were found in an archaeological dig site at Cyprus, where Aphrodite is thought to be from, or Aphrodite, you know, as mm -hmm. the Greeks would say. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I combined some of that and I encourage people to use olive oil because that's what they used back then. And this oil is so sumptuous. Like every time I put it on, it just feels like things like click into place. Like I'm afraid to use it too often because <laughs> I don't want my luck to run out, but no, it's, it's more like special time, special place, special mindset, you know, but it's, it's really good for uh, magical practices and uh, it just really boosts the energy up higher. I absolutely love that. And there's so many great spells and uh, creations within this book that it, it would be a difficult one, at least for me to choose because there's so many, um, yeah, but there's so you. many good ones. So uh, that being said, now that we've talked about all of that, what other books, you've got a book coming out in June. And like I said, at the beginning of the episode, I don't, I think you have one other book already out, but I could be totally wrong. And please correct me if I am. But if you yeah. do, let's talk a little bit about your other works and your work that's coming out later this year. 
Sure. Um, I published Intuitive Witchcraft in That's 2020. That's the one. I knew there was yes. one. I was like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. And um, I wrote that for uh, people who are eclectic, who want to follow their intuition in their magical practices and use basically their intuition for everything. <laughs> um, and I have a lot of guides and tables and things like that. Uh, I bring up the concept of personal correspondences, which, you know, you bring up your own energy and you communicate with this uh, you know, plant or herb or uh, color or crystal or whatever. And you kind of figure out like, well, what, do, how do I feel about it? The, t the book says this, do I agree with it? You know, <laughs> um, uh, my second book with Llewellyn was air magic. It was part of the elemental series that mm -hmm. came out recently. Um, so this is my third book with Llewellyn and my fourth one is actually coming out in July of 2023. And it's called inspiring creativity through magic. And it's about, creating a ritual for your um, creative life, for your artistic life, and uh, using a creative spirit kind of as a familiar, and also working with the egregore of your art and so on. And there's a lot of examples of people who are writers and other pagans and witches and ceremonial magicians and whatnot. So I, I try to bring in a lot of that lore into one place. I think that's going to be an amazing book. The other two books are, um, I have part of the Elemental series. That's the only one I actually don't have is the Airborne. So I need to get a copy of that one as well. Um, but all of those sound absolutely amazing. Obviously, the uh, Modern Witchcraft for the Greek Gods or with the Greek Gods is incredible. And I am so excited for the creative one, especially when you start talking about like the egregore of your creativity. And I'm mm -hmm. sitting here looking at like my little egregore on my desk that I have infused with a lot of energy. And it is a skeletal raven, which is a Halloween prop that I bought for $5 at a Halloween store. But either way, his name is Edgar and he is my painting Aww. buddy. He yes. helps me with all of my artwork that I create. And also helps keep me on task when the ADHD starts to kick in and makes me wander off in my brain. Yeah, I have ADHD too. And this book is basically how to hyperfocus. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. That's going to be such Using a great a book. Ritual, yeah. I love <laughs> it. You. I'm yeah. so excited for that book. And that comes out in July, correct? Yeah, it does. Yep. Awesome. I'm really excited about it too. I'm editing the last parts of it right now. So it's it's good. It's good to talk about. <laughs> I am very excited about it. Everybody stay tuned for that book. Um, there will be lots more information about it. You know, I will supply you all with links and all that good stuff. So just uh, stay tuned to all of that. Now, do you have any classes, workshops, or anything that's coming up that you'd like to talk about and promote? I have a busy schedule this year. I'm going to Paganicon, Spring Mysteries, the Witch City Tarot Gathering, Starwood, and I don't even know what's after that, so <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would I would love to see people at events. I'm going to have some book signings. Oh, the International New Age Trade Show in June, too. So yeah, it's going to be a great time this year. You know, I think things are finally opening up more. Uh, people are more, you know, healthier with the COVID and things like that, however, whatever that means to them. And it's just easier to do things now. You know, things mm -hmm. aren't getting canceled as often and people aren't getting as sick uh, knocking on wood for everyone. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, it's it's the time to just gather, I think, in, in my opinion, and uh, hang out, share resources, share a joke, share stories. And that's what I'm looking forward to this year in 2023. I love that. 
and everybody who's listening, I will try to get you guys dates and links to as many of those as you possibly can. So if you're in those areas, you can definitely go hang out with Estrella and meet her and get your book signed and get your tarot read and get all that cool stuff done. So, um, this has been amazing. I absolutely love that you got to come on the show and that we got to chat and it's been so much fun. I hope that you will come back anytime you'd like. I am my schedule is always open to those who want to come back. So whatever you want to just chit chat about whatever, you're welcome. That would be awesome. Thank you so much, Pagan. Well, everybody, y'all stay safe, take care of yourselves, and I will see you all next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>